Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the scary moment in New York City when a taxi jumps the curb, injuring six pedestrians. What happened? Plus the story of more than a dozen New Yorkers helping, trying to lift the cab off of two women. The investigation tonight after a taxi loses control and plows onto the sidewalk just blocks from the Empire State Building. The new details tonight. Travel chaos at America's airports. This couple missed a Father's Day celebration in Las Vegas. Instead, they slept on the floor of the Philadelphia airport. Plus, with the pain at the pump, what President Biden is saying about a possible gas tax holiday. Americans fighting in Ukraine. Our exclusive interview with a soldier who fought alongside the two men captured by Russian separatists. I definitely feel a bit guilty. January 6th hearing and the fake electors. As Mike Pence speaks in Chicago today, our new reporting on what day four of tomorrow's hearing will focus on. Our CBS News investigation tonight. Some of the deadliest mass shootings in history were financed with credit cards. How the financial industry is resisting an effort to flag those suspicious purchases. A violent weekend across America, in New York City and the nation's capital. And as we celebrate Juneteenth, a forgotten pioneer of cycling who rode into the history books is finally being recognized. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. Tonight, a beautiful day in New York City turned into a nightmare for people in the heart of Manhattan. Police say a yellow cab collided with a cyclist before jumping the curb and then striking several people who were eating outside a bagel shop. Authorities say a group of Good Samaritans rushed to help. Six victims, including the taxi driver, were taken to 
a hospital for treatment. Three people have life-threatening injuries. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Meg Oliver is going to start us off. She's there at the scene. Good evening, Meg. Nora, good evening. The horrific scene played out during a busy lunch hour on this holiday. You can still see the debris in front of that bagel shop where the taxi jumped the curb and plowed into a group of people. In just seconds, a bustling sidewalk in the city's popular Flatiron District became the scene of carnage and chaos. This yellow taxi turned left onto Broadway and first struck a cyclist, then slowed down before jumping a curb and speeding up, careening into a crowd of pedestrians. Car into the building with multiple injuries. Police said the taxi pinned two women against a building wall. Witnesses said a woman was trapped under the car. I say it occurs. A remarkable scene took place. About 15 to 20 New Yorkers attempted to pick this cab off these women. Honestly, the uh, gruesomest thing you've ever seen. Jean Marc and Garrett Orpin saw the aftermath. There was one girl missing from her knee down, and then she had a compound fracture on her, her ankle. And then the other lady was face down. Her, her left leg was pretty, pretty bad. In all, police said six people were hurt, including the taxi driver. Bystanders quickly jumped in to help before paramedics arrived. We were getting ice and uh, taking like aprons out. We got a belt off of somebody to provide a tourniquet. You know, you just feel for the people around you and like it was very, very traumatizing. One witness says the cab driver crawled out of the car and appeared disoriented. He was later treated at a hospital. Meantime, the police say that this may have been an accident, but the investigation continues. Nora. Just awful. Meg Oliver, thank you. Tonight, airlines are working to get back on track after another weekend of travel nightmares due to weather and staffing shortages. Airlines have canceled more than 5,300 flights and delayed more than 32,000 others since Thursday, leaving passengers frustrated and looking for answers. CBS's Michael George is at Newark International Airport with the latest. It's terrible to fly right now. Mackenzie Roberts should have spent her holiday weekend in Las Vegas, celebrating a wedding, two birthdays, and Father's Day. Instead, she and her boyfriend spent it sleeping on the Philadelphia airport's floor after their American Airlines flight was canceled, rebooked, then canceled again. We cried. We were frustrated. It was terrible. I mean, we went home. We had no other choice. Boston's Logan Airport and New York's LaGuardia saw some of the worst cancellations. Among airlines, Delta topped the list, canceling over 900 flights. That's more than it had canceled all of last summer. But it seems like no airport or airline was immune. They lost my bag for two days, so I ended up trying to find a hotel. We drove five hours already to get here. And now we are delayed and are struggling with this. The airlines blame pilot shortages and bad weather in the midst of soaring demand. Staffing shortages will likely get worse before it gets better, says CBS News senior travel advisor Peter Greenberg. You can't just go hire a pilot, have him kick the tires and sit in the cockpit and fly the plane. Training takes time. Meanwhile, gas prices are still sky high, though the national average has dropped a few cents since reaching $5 a gallon. Mackenzie Roberts says they'll be taking their next vacation by car. I need to stay away from flying for a little bit. You can't risk losing another vacation. I can't risk losing another vacation. 
Now, President Biden says he'll decide this week whether to support a holiday on the federal gas tax that could save drivers 18 cents a gallon. Meanwhile, experts say you could save yourself some headaches at the airport by not checking bags, avoiding connecting flights, and buying travel insurance. Nora? Yeah, a lot of people hoping this gets sorted out before the 4th of July weekend. Michael George, thank you. Shocking words tonight from the Kremlin commenting for the first time since two U.S. military veterans were captured in Ukraine. Putin's spokesman says they can't guarantee that the men won't face the death penalty and that the Americans should be held responsible for what the country calls crimes against Russia. Here's CBS's Chris Livesay. New footage and new signs of life. The interrogations of captured American fighters Andy Wynn and Alex Drukey shown on Russian media. And now a fellow American in Ukraine has come forward, insisting on hiding his identity with Americans ever more a target. Anything you would say to Andy and, and Alex? I would apologize because they sort of followed me out here. I definitely feel a bit guilty. We should have taken um, closer look at more humanitarian options or training options. They wouldn't be in the situation they're in. In the latest Russian video, Druki says he's been repeatedly beaten. And at one point, the two were bound, blindfolded, and forced on their knees. Druki says he thought they would be executed. Earlier this month, a court in Ukraine's separatist east sentenced a Moroccan and two Brits to death for fighting alongside Ukraine. And today, speaking to NBC News, Vladimir Putin's press secretary said Druki and Wynn would not be afforded the protections of the Geneva Convention. They're soldiers of fortune, and they were involved in illegal activities on the territory of Ukraine. They were involved in uh, uh, firing and shelling our, our military personnel. Are American volunteers making a difference in this conflict? I would like to think so. Um, People need to realize how intense it can be. Intense is the word, especially here in the Kharkiv area where Andy and Alex were fighting. We've witnessed increased shelling. You can hear the air raid sirens as we speak. And down south on the Black Sea in Odessa, Russia has struck yet another food warehouse. Nora? Please stay safe. Chris Livesay, thank you very much. Back here in Washington, attention is focusing on the January 6th committee with another round of public hearings set to get underway tomorrow. And today we heard from the former vice president for the first time since we learned how close that violent mob got to Mike Pence. CBS's Robert Costa attended that speech. He's in Chicago for us tonight. So, Bob, did Mike Pence respond to President Trump at all? Good evening, Nora. He did not in his first speech since last week's hearing. The former vice president ducked the topic. He instead just briefly called January 6th a tragic day, and he did, he did not address how the former president has in recent days said he didn't have the courage to overturn the 2020 election. It was an attempt to try to pivot away from January 6th by the former vice president as he eyes a potential 2024 presidential bid. But doing so will be difficult. The House committee said today it still wants to hear from Pence and might even issue him a subpoena. And CBS News has new reporting on Thursday's hearing. A key witness will be a Republican State House speaker from Arizona who will testify about the pressure campaign from Trump and Rudy Giuliani. He will talk about how he decided to follow the rule of law. So will two Georgia Republican officials. They'll do the same and talk about how Trump asked them to go find 11,000 more votes so that Trump could swing the election 
to himself. Nora. And we will be covering those hearings tomorrow. CBS's Robert Costa, thank you. It was another violent weekend of mass shootings in America. Here in D.C., a 15-year-old boy was killed, and three adults, including a police officer, were wounded when shots were fired at an unsanctioned music festival. And in New York City, just this morning, 21-year-old Darius Lee, a star basketball player at Houston Baptist University, was killed, and eight other people were wounded when gunfire rang out at a gathering in Harlem. We turn now to a new effort to curb rising gun violence. Our CBS News investigation tonight revealing an effort that could track suspicious gun and ammo purchases is being blocked. Here's CBS's Jim Axelrod. They're some of the deadliest mass shootings in history, and they were all financed with credit cards. The shooter who terrorized a Colorado movie theater in 2012 charged more than $9,000 worth of guns, ammo, and tactical gear in two months. The man who shot up the Pulse nightclub in Orlando spent more than $26,000. And the shooter who killed 59 at a Las Vegas music festival charged almost $95,000. People aren't bringing sacks of cash. Exactly. In. They use credit cards. Priscilla Sims-Brown, the CEO of Amalgamated Bank, says the bank could run software to identify suspect gun purchases in the same way it detected other suspicious activity like fraud and human trafficking. But it was missing a key piece of information, a unique merchant code banks and credit card companies could use to identify firearm sellers. And while even shoeshine parlors have their own merchant code, the nearly 9,000 standalone U.S. gun sellers do not. So Amalgamated tried to create one. You apply to a panel, a committee of sorts. It includes credit card companies. MasterCard, Visa, yes. American Express, they all have representatives on this... Correct. ...this committee. That's right. Documents obtained by CBS News show the committee rejected Amalgamated's application twice. The bank was told a code for gun and ammo sellers wouldn't identify the sales at sporting goods stores, and the burden primarily would fall on small retailers. If I wanted to get a merchant code for something else, it wouldn't be a problem. There's a problem with this one. Just because it's guns. According to a statement, the card industry reps only advise the committee in a personal capacity. Yet Visa, MasterCard, and American Express all did not say if they supported creating a merchant code for firearm sellers. MasterCard said it was up to elected officials to address the issue of gun violence. What do you think of credit card companies that say it's not our responsibility? Well, this is our responsibility. We have an obligation to address crime facilitated through our system. Jim Axelrod, CBS News, New York. Fascinating, right? Well, it will certainly feel like the first day of summer tomorrow as much of the nation gets ready for another round of brutally hot temperatures. Heat warnings and advisories are in effect across the Midwest as dangerous heat is in the forecast from Minnesota to South Carolina. More than 100 new record highs could be broken and several major metropolitan areas could hit the triple digits before the end of the week. Today, the country marks Juneteenth, the federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in 1865. But the march toward racial and economic equality continues. In fact, a new study says white American wealth is six times greater than that of black Americans. CBS's Adriana Diaz looks at how one city is trying to narrow the gap. This is what trying to narrow the wealth gap can look like. 
Ramona Burton is one of 16 eligible residents picked in a lottery to receive $25,000 in reparations. Is it enough for reparations? Um, it's a start, but I don't think it's enough for all minorities have been put through. In 2019, Evanston, Illinois, was the first in the nation to implement reparations, an effort to address harms from slavery to discriminatory housing policies. The money can only go toward mortgages or repairing homes in an effort to increase minority property value. How long have you been wanting to get this roof fixed? It's been a while. Robin Rue Simmons championed reparations here. She now runs First Repair, helping other communities do the same. For people who don't understand why black Americans should receive compensation or restitution, what do you say to them? The United States has uh, harmed the black community uh, for 403 years, eras of terror and harms, and so repair is necessary. Equity has not been enough. Economist Alora de Renincourt, one of the authors of the study Wealth of Two Nations, says without change, the gap will grow wider. Black Americans are concentrated at the bottom of the income and wealth distributions in the U.S., and so as a group have not shared equally in these gains in the economy in the past 30 or 40 years. So are these your new windows here? Yes, that's a new one. That's a new one. I Burton used some of her grant money to replace her windows, but says the repairs are largely emotional. It's kind of a way of an apology or admitting we've been wrong in the past. It doesn't wipe away what my ancestors had to go through, but, you know, it doesn't hurt. An attempt to restore after a history of harm. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Evanston, Illinois. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, a massive wildfire is burning at Wharton State Forest in Burlington County, New Jersey. The fire has grown to 11,000 acres and is 50% contained. Dry and windy conditions are making firefighting efforts difficult. Authorities say no injuries or property damage has been reported. Okay, parents, tomorrow is the first day you can get a COVID vaccine for kids as young as six months old. Shots began shipping out today. About 20 million babies, toddlers, and preschoolers are now eligible. Over the weekend, the CDC authorized the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines for kids. A recent poll found about one in five parents of young kids are eager to go ahead and get those shots. All right, tonight, several global sports organizations say they are reviewing their transgender eligibility policies after new restrictions were approved over the weekend for transgender women swimmers, banning those who transitioned after turning 12 years old. The Federation has proposed an open category for transgender swimmers. Trans rights advocates call these new restrictions discriminatory. 
As Americans celebrate the newest federal holiday, Juneteenth, the city of Indianapolis is honoring a hometown hero. Major Taylor was a superstar in the world of cycling and was breaking barriers and records nearly a half a century before Jackie Robinson. Here's CBS's Elise Preston. Every push of these pedals is a tribute to Marshall Major Taylor, who in 1899 became the first black American to win a sports world championship. He went against all odds during a time where he wasn't supposed to do that as a black man. Born in Indianapolis shortly after slavery's end, forced by racism to compete overseas, he became a cycling superstar. But his legacy mostly died with him. It's all these world records and no one had even heard of him. Then in 1979, these biking buddies from Ohio happened across Taylor's story and dedicated their club to him. His spirit, it was one of inclusiveness. Let's bring everyone together. Now there are almost 90 clubs worldwide in his name promoting cycling in communities of color. His hometown now honors him. The Indiana State Museum has one of Taylor's only remaining bikes on display, near signs of the hate he endured. He wasn't even drawn like a human. Right, right. He kept not only this type of material, but different articles, one that talks about him being choked. This Juneteenth weekend, hundreds rode wearing his name. My goal was just to get people together so we could talk. I never knew that this would be what would come out of it. A tour de force about the road behind and ahead. Elise Preston, CBS News, Indianapolis. Such an incredible story. You won't want to miss tomorrow's CBS Evening News, our story, America's Nursing Homes in Crisis, how staffing shortages, financial distress, and unsafe conditions are putting the elderly at risk. And this programming note, we're going to have full coverage of the January 6th Committee's fourth day of public hearings. That's tomorrow, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on CBS. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of evening news. And you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.